something from real quick that is unrelated to anything we've ever talked about? For do you want it on the podcast or do you want it? No, I don't. Oh, no, okay, then no. then go ahead. This is a prank that Conan O'Brien pulled while he was at Harvard. Fun. Uh, legend has it that O'Brien spent a night in jail following a stunt he pulled as an undergraduate. On advice of counsel, O'Brien declined to comment. Having procured a jackhammer as well as several hard hats and other construction-related paraphernalia, he and a group of fellow students cornered off a section of street in downtown Boston and went to work, as it were, tearing up the pavement. O'Brien then reported his own crime to the Boston police. College students dressed as construction workers were jackhammering in downtown Boston. Do something quickly. His handiwork only half done. O'Brien then telephoned the Massachusetts State Police. He and his fellow construction workers, O'Brien said, were trying to do their jobs but were being harassed by a bunch of college pranksters dressed as policemen. In short order, the Boston police came to arrest the students, and the state police came to arrest the Boston police. The confusion followed, landed its choreographer in hot water, but also the annals of Harvard prank history. Isn't that fucking great? Wow. Folks, you're listening to Let's Get Way Into Dune. That's uh, right. No, it's April no, Fool's Day. No. Uh, or no, it's not. At time of recording, it is April 1st. Uh, you will be hearing this on or later than April 2nd, of course, because if you tune in on April 1st, you did hear our um, our Tremors episode where we uh, watched and reviewed uh, a, a, an alternate uh, worm future. Or past, perhaps. <laughs> or um, maybe present. The true horror lies in that answer. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they might... That's true. <laughs> they, they may still be out there. Yeah. There was some sort of egg sack visible towards the end, I seem to remember. Yeah. After yeah. they blew up one of the worms. Anyway, this is not a show about Tremors. This is a show about Dune, the true worm media. Dan, spring has sprung since our last episode. Sure has. A, a, a lot happens in between episodes when we when we only record twice a month. You know, uh, that's true. I believe since since our daylight savings time for sure happened. I'm still on la- the other time. Since our last episode, <laughs> um, a, a boat got stuck in a. <laughs> in a narrow stretch of water and has also and subsequently unstuck. has also since been freed that's right um so so here we are still getting way into dune uh if if you don't know uh what's going on by now if this is your first episode of let's get way into dune this is a show where we um alongside you learn everything there is to know about the science fiction franchise Dune, so that uh, when October rolls around and uh, Dune comes out as yet another film, uh, we will be ready. Dan, what are we talking about today? Alrighty, Silas, we are reading the original uh, book by Frank Herbert, the original novel that all this, all this crazy stuff is based off of. Um, we are now done with the part two of the three-part book uh part two is called of course muadib and and we are to discuss that section of novel and we know on this very podcast we know what muadib means now we know where it comes from i guess we you and i kind of we did know because because they said it in frank other media we consumed yeah but um it's just a little mouse it's just a little just a little mouse a little desert mouse but it means like it means like strength or resolve or some shit. Oh, did I well. put it in my notes? I don't think I did. I didn't put it in mine, but they they were like, "Ooh, smart choice." Yeah, it was a <laughs> it's a good name. And I'm a little I was a little confused. Did they now? Not we'll 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 get back to this, I suppose. But but just to as an aside, while we're talking about that part, did they? Did the Fremen? They're in their prophecy. Did they know that their guy was going to be named Muadib? I've not been clear about that so far. Oh, that sounds familiar. I think maybe. I yeah. Stilgar says something weird they, about he it. He says, "How about Muad'Dib?" And they're all like, "Oh my god!" He just has he read the prophecy. So so that may well be the case. But we'll get back to that. Um, I think we should uh we should try to go in as close to um 
in order as possible um through, sure, through the we course both of this took thing. notes last time that's right or we both took notes this time you only took notes last time i did not take any notes. that's right um but this time i took notes um so we both have some notes my notes start not notes for frank notes for each other. right right frank sadly um has slipped beyond this plane and, and wouldn't be able to yeah to take I, and i would notes. never want to like give him notes or, or that's true or, not on this know, book i would never think of myself as one to in- no. improve this novel. although yeah we haven't read the other ones so maybe yeah maybe they fall off my first my very first the first it was a very exciting thing i noticed uh pretty early in on page so we start off on, uh in this section and on our copies on page 327 and ten pages later, on three thirty-seven, it's I believe the first mention in the book of sieges. <laughs> yeah, which, I did notice that. Which um, had yet otherwise been. Wait, is that true? Well, I thought they mentioned it in part one. Did they say anything about sieges? I just remember when we I thought they did. We played the Dune video games for episode two, I think, and yeah. um. One of them was sieges, 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 all the way down, and we did not know what that word meant. Um, yeah, and I think they say what it means, they right? It in part one. Yeah, they they say that it's a a fremen place, a meeting place in a time of danger, is what it means. And then after that, I wrote, Where finally, we know. Well, because I remember, based on the graphic in the video game, I remember thinking that maybe sieges were dead worms that were hollowed out and had people living in them. Right. The art. Which the art of the game sort of implied is that. like, well, couldn't be further. I think from what a siege is, um, and and doesn't seem to make really any sense at all with the um, with with what we know about worms so far. Um, what's what's your first note, Dan? My first note is, whoa, Fremen got hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I assume that that's... Because they kick fucking ass. They kick some Sardaukar ass. That's, um... Yeah. Right, that's... There's like... Is that... Are you, are you thinking of the scene with, um... I have, unfortunately, did not write page numbers. I was not... I was not, No, I, uh, I, I'm I just trying to, like, recall. I was not smart enough to do that. There was a scene pretty early on with, um, with Thufir, right? Where, where he's hanging out with some Fremen. Yeah. Uh, the fight there with the Sardaukar, um, yeah, where the Fremen kind of, um, and I'm noticing now in my notes that my, uh, Google Docs went ahead and autocorrected every time I wrote Fremen to firemen. Oh yes, <laughs> um, but they're like crazy fight, like, and the the way they fight is like, and I don't, I don't even know how I got this. It's instant, right? It's it's, it's super fast. fast. Like they they're very calculating because they always have a spice around them all the time so yeah. their minds are like expanded and they're thinking super fast and they're like working together like completely silently and it, and I don't like I don't even remember how Frank wrote it so good that I got all of that from written words because it like it's like feels like to me like something that would be impossible to relay the way that that works yeah anyway my second note is they got my boy Thufer He's dead. Is he? No. What? Is he dead? No, wait. Sorry. Cut that out. <laughs> okay. My second note is, they got my boy Thufur. When they're hanging out with the Fremen and the Sardaukar come down. Oh, they... Surprise attack. Well, they ki- they kill his Fremen friend. Yeah, they, they got With him. a knife to the throat, and then they capture my boy. They capture him, and um, then he's... And then he's later, we find out that he's being like basically like kept in a cage and they have poison and they have yeah. to give him the antidote every day or he'll die. Yeah, they have poison inside him and they feed him the antidote every day. And then and like the um he might die if though. They don't, he'll be dead he in might a few die days. though cuz right cuz there's like a like an imperial like henchman comes and tells the baron that he has to it's he you got to kill him. You got to stop giving this guy the yeah, antidote. Yeah, the, the the count. The count. That's right. The they all have like vampire names. Um Yes, yes. Um Speaking of um, speaking of like auxiliary uh, friends of the uh, of the Duke who are now scattered all over the place, I thought Duncan died in the siege in like the great siege of the castle. But then I don't know why we thought that. We both thought. I that. think in the David Lynch movie, he gets like shot in the head in the scene. 
and like Paul Maybe. sees it happen. I guess does, Paul does see it Scary. happen here too. But Duncan gets fucking ripped to shreds. I was, was like, "Whoa, Duncan's alive!" I wrote, <laughs> "Here's what I wrote: Duncan <laughs> is alive." And next line, and he's fucking crazy. He nuked him because didn't he like yep. explode the entire Atreides castle using the family atomics? Duncan's a crazy man, but then he goes down in a, in a blaze of glory. Well, so they can escape through the maze with the arrows disappearing behind them. Yeah, my next uh, my next note says <laughs> my next note says I Duncan died. I, yeah, man. I mean, that whole scene with fucking Kynes and and uh, Paul, like sort of stepping into the shoes of the the Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's. I have a few notes before then, which is. Uh, oh, I just want to note before that scene happens, which is how many fucking books did Princess did did Princess Irulan write? Yeah, there are a lot of. She's she's credited as writing a lot of books. I wonder how many of those in my father's house, like songs of the Muad'Dib, manual of the Muad'Dib. I'm sure is one. Let me see. Let me see if any of those oh, exist. Lots of shit. So okay. So songs of Muad'Dib, and I I think the Dune storybook might be one of them. Those are both real books you can buy. Nice. So, can we buy In My Father's House by Princess Irulan? I don't see In My Father's House on here. Maybe they haven't gotten around to it yet. Brian, get on it. Dan, you were on, you were in our you were a little inflammatory towards old Brian Herbert in our uh, uh, Tremors <laughs> episode. Well, I didn't love Tremors. Credited him with the writing of Tremors, possibly erroneously. <laughs> possibly who knows <laughs> yeah my next note is the the fucking call me sire or or lord or my lord the paul and kind scenes fucking oh, kicks ass. yeah i love how kinds against his better judgment learns to really like both dukes over the course of a very good chapter i think kinds is one of my favorite characters um oh well, well just, i love him well we'll come back to him yeah. Um yeah, Paul's like a completely different character at the beginning of this. Like after the spice changed him, he's like a to- he's like a different After he was a f- I'm a fr- I'm a free. Yeah. <laughs> um he's like a different dude at the beginning, and I think he kind of settles back into being a young boy at yeah, some points later sure. on. Um why did I write He's changed by the 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 stress See, let, of being in the desert. Let me know if you remember why I wrote this. I wrote, the Baron is really smart, I think. <laughs> um, oh, it, it's the part, I think it's the part about where Raban. he's he's putting Raban back on Arrakis yeah. to, to like rule with an yes. iron fist so that Fade can come in later and be the savior, even though they're both Harkonnens. Yes. Um, and, and he's still horny for young boys. His own nephew and also his <laughs> own grandson, but yeah. but we think right yeah. that he doesn't know that Paul is his grandson. We that's what we. But think he right does now. know that Fade is his nephew, and that's that is evil just Baron. as bad. He's so that horny evil, evil for Baron. these kids. Um. Also, like he's ginger in both of those. Yeah, is that's that like a thing. That, I don't uh, think they've ever said explicitly that he is. And that is a weird thing. He's bald in the new movie, right? He's bald in the new one, yeah. Yeah, that's um, cool. We haven't even seen Fade at all, right? Have we? In the trailers or anything for the new one? I don't think so. He either. might not be in it, you know? Because now that we know that they're yeah, doing it in two parts, he might just be in part two. Right. Um, that might tease him at the end. I don't mm, know. Um, and then my next note is, edging me with worm, just show me worm. Mm, there's a lot um, of... Because the... Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of worms... Um, there is a quote I believe is from Paul speaking to Jessica. I do not remember the context. I just thought the quote was really funny, so I wrote it down. Uh, the, it says, "Our friends, the worms." He corrected her. <laughs> and then somewhere, somewhere near there, I also wrote, uh, "Has just occurred to me that they really are freely pissing and shitting in these suits." <laughs> That's like, <laughs> like I do like. Yeah. Like, do they lose bladder control when they take them off? Because I think they really, pro- like, if you had this suit and you and you had to piss and shit in the suit to stay alive, you might just forget to hold it <laughs> once you take it off. Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, they said something about, like, Paul, like, 
takes it his reclaimed water and he was like okay there's no taste to this okay good oh or something thank god like it that. doesn't taste like uh asparagus pissing shit and sweat um yeah the worm that eats their ship uh, we don't really see that worm. Right. And I'm like, of, oh, I want to see the worm. Yeah. They keep, we see enough worm they keep later. keep talking about worms. Uh, they do, there's this fun thing they do where they lose their bag in a big pile of sand. Yeah. And they have to do this. I, like, could not picture in my mind how this worked, but they had to use, like, they had to, like, this MacGyver situation of, like, taking, making foam out of battery acid and spice to make a little sand tunnel. And I thought that was kind of some wacky fun uh some yeah he has to he drops the bag to save his mom right and then well now we need the fucking bag so so open your little watch yeah um your compass it was that was a compass yeah um oh you know what i think i've talked about this before because we saw there was like a hawk in part one and now there's cacti (laughs) and stuff like plants that exist today on earth and it's like Mm -hmm. uh did we just Arrakis, well, we talked about the possibility in our Tremors episode. We talked about the possibility that Arrakis and Earth are one and the same, which I think is kind of fun. Yes. I think that's kind of fun. But I have to wonder, like, did they, like, did cacti come from Earth? And, like, as people went away into space, they brought it with them to other places and it eventually ended up on Arrakis? Because, like, why would there be cacti and hawks and and, uh, mice, you know? It's For just, why the fuck do they know what cinnamon tastes like? Well, yeah, that's well. I guess it's the same issue. Like cinnamon <laughs> would have to still exist yeah. in eight thousand yeah. years. Um. Oh, you know what? All right. They we finally up, finally got our um. You got to walk arrhythmically to keep the worms from from coming up. Yeah. I'm wondering if sound attracts worms. Why don't worms attract other worms? Isn't it, I thought it was rhythmic sound, right? I feel, worms make sound like, like, like drilling. And, do I? I just I do the worms. Would you not say that the worms are drilling in a way? I guess so. Yeah, and it's you know the I guess the irregular walking is just just a mimic like normal like wind and like sand falling sound. I'm just saying like um, how come every time a worm doesn't show up somewhere, another worm doesn't like think he's getting a meal and show up and it's like oh you're already here huh yeah <laughs> yeah maybe like you, they, oh, a second worm would be coming and then they'd see like the first worm's like trail and they'd be like oh, oh. steve got this one that's that's uh i don't that's fuck, i almost said jessica that's already that's like one of the only only <laughs> I, regular i almost characters. said paul as well <laughs> fuck this is about something different um, is his first fucking name Beast? They every time they call him the Beast Raban. <laughs> I think it might just be a uh, the Beast Raban. Sometimes he's just Beast. Rab- just sometimes like... they shorten it to Beast Raban. I think it's just like a cool nickname. But not like Raban Harkonnen. Well, there's like his name, right? R- yeah, they're all Harkonnens, I think. Well, f- they Fade Rautha or Rautha or whatever. It, but right. that's like but that's hyphenated. Like hyphenated. So that's one. Yeah one one thing but um the beast raban i i assume it's just like the baron harkonnen you know oh i guess so yeah um speaking of raban we got some raban lore he killed gurney's family yes yes oh my god that's why yeah, some personal beef that's why and gurney fucking <laughs> hates this guy he hates that guy yeah do we get to, are we at the point where kinds blows up yeah we're there we're there. I had a lot <laughs> okay. to say about that. I mean, really? I mean, okay. I will say, I liked that section. I, I love no. That was like one of my favorite parts. the The way his death was drawn out was like immaculate. It, it like it reminded me of like the dread of knowing the Harkonnens were coming in part one because like there was like the hawk circling overhead and like him like trying to move it like f- tr- figure out how like how he would survive and like keep having to make like concessions about things he would have to do in order to get off this like bubble of gas that was about to explode underneath him and like and like the the fact that he was obviously not moving fast enough and so it's like the whole time right. from the very beginning of the scene is like kind of know that he's not going to make it out of this one but it's still framed like he could like and we're still supposed we still expect like the way fiction is told like the way that this was built it was like he's going to survive but we but I like kind of knew he wasn't 
and I guess part of that is that we've already seen him explode uh, in Frank Herbert's Dune. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't know why. He was just, in the in the film, or the, the, the miniseries, he was just crawling, and he was like, I have unfinished <laughs> And then, like, it it like goes out to a wide, and then it's just, like, an actual... We had no idea what was going like, on. gunpowder and we're shit. Like, it was, like, an like, explosion. Yeah, we were like, wait a minute, did, did the Harkonnens plant a bomb on him, or... Yeah. <laughs> and then, all right. I'm being so confused. Um, and so while he's dying, he sees a vision of his dad... Kind's dad is uh, the single most based character in the entire uh, franchise so far. I, I have a why is that? I have a quote from him here that that you may enjoy. I certainly it got me okay. it got me riled up, um, in <laughs> in a good way. He says Arrakis is a one crop planet, one crop. It supports a ruling class that lives as a ruling class and has lived in all times. Oh wait, that that lives as ruling classes have lived in as. Uh, in all times, beneath them, a semi-human mass of semi-slaves existing on the leavings. It's the masses and the leavings that occupy our attention. These are far more valuable than has ever been suspected. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, based. Uh, and then he kind of loses me because after that he says, religion and law amongst our masses must be one and the same. And that one didn't quite do it for me mm. like the other part. No, that's, that's not, yeah. I thought that, like, cool, like socialist kinds uh was was very exciting and then he kind of did go uh full full uh sort of communist china there at the end yeah and, and, we had our friend lenin not john but but vladimir yeah yeah so they kind of they kind of threw me at the end shortly after that um i think is um paul and jessica finally make their way to to the fremen and they or the Fremen find them, rather. Right. Well, they, they find their way into a sort of Fremen trap, I think. Um, get their, get their water. We, we, we meet a few uh, important characters who are, who are going to grow to love. Stilgar and Chani, most noteworthy. Yep. Um, Stilgar is introduced in a strange way where, like, in the first three um, pages that he exists in... He hurls a lot of really strange insults. Yeah, he's like, Johnny, you lizard dung piece of fuck. And it's like, Whoa. I went ahead and wrote down. I, th I believe these are on like three. These three are all on two pages. He calls someone, um, you wormheaded lice. And then he says, okay. you worm faced, crawling, sand rained piece of lizard turd. And then Jesus. he calls someone, you spawn of a lizard. <laughs> Yeah. And those are kind of like the first, like, those are like three of the first ten things he says. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the, so then, then, um, Je uh, Paul and Jessica kind of tussle with the Fremen a little bit, and they end up overpowering them using yeah. weirding, which... The weirding which, way! Um, how come everyone except me seems to know what weirding is? Do you know what it is? Weirding is... Do they ever say what it is? I understand it. I cannot explain right. it. It's like, um, it's just the way that... Because weirding also includes the voice. Um, that much is explained later. Um, but the weirding way is like um, how he... It's how he got... Uh, how he killed Jamise, which is later. Mm -hmm. Um... Which 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 is like super fast. I mean, that's you know, his training as well, and a little bit of his mentat training. Um, but you know, like they can sort of see things slowed down and go super fast, and it's never gonna. You're never gonna. You're never gonna beat them. But it's not the um, same thing as the Bene Gesserit training. I believe the Bene Gesserit training gave them weirding. I'm not. I, I'm not super clear on it, but I understand that they have it and how they utilize it. All right. It. We recently discovered at the back of the book there's a section called Terminology of the Imperium, which may have actually been very valuable to us earlier on reading this because they say a lot of shit that we have not been able to figure out to this day. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna peek at the W section and see. If there's a. I have it right there's here. A lot. There's a lot of stuff in here. Weirding. Here it is. Idiomatic. That which partakes of the mystical or which or or of witchcraft. So it's magic. Weirding is. It's like the yeah. It's just like you're, they're using witch witchcraft. So they're saying know. weirding. Weirding is just basically anything that the Bene Gesserit c can do that other people don't understand. 
I guess okay. so. Fine. I'm happy um, enough with that. No, that that, that works for me. Um, speaking of the Bene Gesserit, so they keep yeah. talking about uh, the Missionaria Protectiva, which is another thing yeah. that um, I don't know exactly what it is, but I kind of have figured out by context what it is, um, which is apparently it seems to be some sort of like Bene Gesserit troop that like mm. spreads like like hands travels around and hands out generic prophe- prophecies so that if a Bene Gesserit is ever in trouble there they can like call upon a prophecy that has been like like injected into this culture <laughs> that's what it seems like at least cuz that's kind of like Jessica says something about like like um like Stilgar Stilgar's like oh Maybe this is the Lisan El Gaib from our prophecy, and and um, Jessica's like, "Fuck, yes, it worked." <laughs> like, they believe it. <laughs> these fucking idiots. So, is that that's the vibe I got about the missionary of Protectiva? Which mm. I guess. Do you hear that? Someone upstairs is just like rolling a bowling ball around or something. What are they doing up there? <laughs> Like roller skating? Do you hear it? I do. <laughs> I wonder if that picked up on the mic at all. Guys, we're making a podcast down here. We're doing a podcast over here, guys. All right, we'll work around it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds. Yeah, it sounds like they're like squabbing the deck with a rake. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Steamy, steamy, Stilgar and Jessica. They were getting a little. Ooh. A little hot for teacher. Little steam. Little steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but st- yeah, he was like, he was like, they're gonna, they're gonna say things, and she's like, what? I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm she kind of really wasn't really. And, and then he was like, I actually can't make you. Like, I actually couldn't have sex with you because that would be that would cause some problems amongst the tribe. And she's like, I was not really thinking that was not like, going to you, happen. What bro. are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Stilgar's a weird guy. Ooh. I love him. I I just I just almost killed you. I love I love <laughs> how weird Stilgar is. Stilgar is a strange but like dude, unapologetically yeah. so because he doesn't know he's mm, so yeah. weird. And that's not even like right. and that's and I know that there's like because it's a different it's like a culture and some stuff is like weird to the protagonist because they're not used to it. But it's like other Fremen aren't weird in the way that Stilgar is. <laughs> yeah. Um. I've never why they mentioned this at some point. I think maybe this um the um the in the big there so we get back to the Harkonnens and we see um those vile Harkonnens. Yeah, and and um the Baron a little bit of a Joker's trick with Fade. Well, right, the Fade pulls a big trick to kind of win over the audience by like um like like he 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 does this, this like gladiator wins. fight and like and apparently usually the the he fights against slaves and kills them and usually they're drugged but this one he wasn't drugged um which made it seem like someone was trying to use that to assassinate fade but actually fade was in on it and if he called the guy a, a coward or a slime man or something it would like paralyze him scum scum that was it so if he called him scum like yeah. all his muscles would lock up cuz they they captured thufer and made him do uh, Mentat magic for them. So basically, yeah, and like the poison was in the opposite hand. There's two blades, right. and usually it's in this hand. But it was a, it was a, it was a silly little, little gotcha. So moment. it was all. I mean, it was all really just like a big plot from Fade to make it look like he can overcome any odds. But it was still all by design, which I think was cool. And at the same time, yeah, the, for at sure. the same time, the Baron was having like secret times with, um. With the Count and his Bene Gesserit friend. Um, Bro, the Count's speaking patterns oh fucking my God. creep me out. Well, he like... Yes, Baron. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Ugh. And the way Frank writes people... Like, we've talked about this before, but he writes... Yeah, the way he like talks about elongating If If sounds. somebody goes, ah, it's A-H-H-H-H-H, 
right? So so it's yeah. like reads and as not just a. I would just write it a h so, h h h yeah, h. Yeah, me too. Because no it reads as like ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a dash to me is a little break in right. noise, so it's like ah ha 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 ha. Um, they do. So it's even weirder reading the fucking count, who's supposed to be like, mm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it sounds like, <laughs> we've just made 30 seconds of more or less unlistenable podcast noises. Yeah, um, that's for you guys. <laughs> um, they talk about, though, um, the, the count and the baron talk about um, uh, Leto being like very troublesome to the emperor. And I never really understood why, like, why did the emperor... And the Harkonnens worked to like. I get why like, the Harkonnens didn't want the Atreides around, but like, why did the Emperor want it done secretly? Do we know that? Don't we don't know. know. I don't think. I have no idea. Oh, um. Also, this is a weird thing. In Frank Herbert's Dune, they put a bunch of weird, like, n- incongruous Asian, like, imagery and like architecture and stuff into. The Harkonnens oh, yeah, Palace, the Harkonnens. which is like they literally have a Roman gladiator combat, and they call a party uh, a fete, which I believe is French for yeah. for like party or feast or whatever. They're, they're like extremely European. <laughs> I don't know why they made it all Asian. Yeah, I did. Which is, I mean, like that's a choice, I guess. But, but it was like, like a distinct it's choice. Not, there's no basis for that in the in the text, right? And it almost feels like kind of um, just uh, um, a little bit of projection, maybe. Like, <laughs> like you had to pick. It was like early two thousands, and I feel like there was a weird amount of like Asians as bad guys in movies back then, especially like. It was they were doing a lot in action movies. I seem to remember. I can't call any specific instance to mind, but like, do you remember that? There were like, I don't there know. There was a lot of like, I feel like in a lot of action movies back then, the the bad guy was like a kung fu master and like the, a the like a bad Asian. stereotype. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you yeah. could go to like. I mean, like none of the none of the actors were Asian except for Yue, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like, but but I I do agree. Like, it was very much like almost imperial Japan esque. Yeah, which with its but like then but like banners and stuff. But all the iconography, in the, in the like film. all the like thematic stuff in the book, is very much points to like classical Europeanism, like and like like yeah, more, much more I mean, I like wanna... Roman to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, fucking the flag of uh. Atreides is green and black. Yeah. Boys, we gotta yeah. not use those colors. Well, hold on, because you have to remember that J.K. Rowling didn't exist yet when this book came out, so Slytherins hadn't been invented. And I feel like that's kind of bit done a number Maybe. on how we all look at green. Black, though, is usually... But green and black. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, can't think of anything but Harry Potter Slytherins when I think green and black. Those are Slytherin colors, and yeah. But what it's, I mean, you're gonna put a light green next to black. You're gonna put a dark green next to black. It seems better to put a dark green next to black. But then that's just fucking evil. Let's look. I'm gonna look it up. I'm I guess see. the point of the story is that the Atreides are not the good guys. Um, right. There aren't. There aren't really good guys. Oh yeah, my which god. Which is so nice about it. Also, pa- pa- when he's getting his name, uh-huh. when Paul is getting his name, he goes, "All right, you're gonna be Muad'Dib," and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm gonna be in Atreides forever." I'm Paul Muad'Dib. So I'm going to be Paul Muad'Dib. It's like... Kind of defeats the point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You could have done Muad'Dib Atreides. I guess that wouldn't have sounded as cool, and you're going to lose your fucking, like, white milk toast name. Paul. Um, Paul. Yeah, it's like the guy who plays lacrosse. All right. I have looked up Atreides' flag on the internet, and I am seeing uh, different versions, some more and some less evil than others. <laughs> There's some that have okay. like a very much like uh, Nazi eagle. Oh, the eagle, yeah. the red eagle. Yeah, but also some of them have. There's one, which I'll just have to describe it. There's one that's like black on bottom, green on top, and there's like a yellow sun, like a faded yellow sun, and a red eagle like soaring in front of it, and that doesn't look evil at all to me. Oh, I see that one. That one's down a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, see that I one. think it's acceptable. Um. Yeah, but sure. um the eagle i forgot about the eagle yeah um now all right 
here's something. Yeah. Why does everyone hate the Bene Gesserit? Because they're evil witches. What, what's he, what Scary. have they done that's evil? I don't evil? understand them, so they're bad. I guess it, that's the whole point I, of the book, Silas. <laughs> that's not the whole point of the book. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, Worm is the whole worm point. Worm is the, the main but, thing but... to take away from that. <laughs> A lot of the book is not understanding you because you're different. That's true. Um, and and therefore bad. Um, that's true. That's a, That's a gross oversimplification, but... I think a lot of the contempt for Bene Gesserit comes with, like, not understanding their evil witch tricks. And I think, like, when you don't know the full scope of, of someone's bag of tricks, of, yeah. yeah, you you suspect the worst, and you always suspect that they will they will do those tricks upon you. So if there's an evil fucking sandwich over there, like, trying to use their weirding voice on me to do whatever they want, like, that's scary, and I don't want that shit around. Yeah, that was a very concise and well-thought-out answer on our comedy podcast, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, uh, sandwich is what I meant to say. Uh, all right, there there we go, momentum reset. Whew. <sighs> that was getting a little a little close. <laughs> a little close to, to, to a real discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you answered for real, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, what you pro character? What do you what do you got in your what do you got in your notes? Hit me with something. We're getting close to the my to the next end note. <laughs> my next note is uh, it's like written like a, a line. So this is Stilgar's line. Hold on, guys. No one told him the rules. This is trial by combat to the death. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, that's I still love that part where that part's so good. Where it's like you guys didn't fucking tell him it was. He like cuts he cuts Jimmy's on the hand. and He's like, all right, buddy, you yield he, now. And you're done. Like, and everyone's like, does he not? Oh, know? he doesn't. Does he, he not know, know what we're doing here? And Stilgar is like, oh no, it's it's to the death. And Paul's like, oh, to the death. Okay, hold on. Oh my and he just god. Just stabs him, like right away. Yeah, there's a part where they're like, they're, he, Stilgar keeps insisting Jessica not to not to speak to Ruin. Well, because she like, or, she might like, use her witchcraft. Yeah. Right, and then Stilgar's like. Hey, is he like toying with Jamie's? Oh wait, never mind. I, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> all right, my the next, I the last. I have a few notes left, but they're all for like the very last scene. So I want to hear if you've got anything else before okay. we get to that. Um, I have some incomplete notes, which is, <laughs> say Adina more like, and then Usul more like. And I have not completed <laughs> uh-huh. those jokes. You can maybe you can use those for the end of show. Uh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I already fuck. I already blew my sandwich load. Oh, you did. <laughs> you had that one in the tank, and you and yeah. you. I mean, that's that's virtuous. That you would not that you would not save all your jokes for the end. That we that we would have some semblance of jokes in the middle of the podcast. And then I and then I this happens a lot, and I'm I don't know why he insists on doing this. It's like when they kept calling the Baron ugly, like mm. over and over mm-hmm. again. It's like we know that he's ugly. Or like say, kept saying that he that he speaks in like a baritone, yeah, a basso um, or baritone, a bass, or like fade as a tenor, yeah. Um, they keep saying that Chani is elfin face. They say that one a lot. You that? They say that one a lot. Like far four or five times. Which is, also, at which I was in mm-hmm. you. If, go on. Oh, I just I don't I've heard elfin faced before, and I don't know what it means. I don't know like what to visualize, so I just think pointy ears. I think yeah, I think like Zelda. Yeah. She's elfin faced. Yeah. She's pointy. All I, all that thin. changed, like I pictured yeah. the Chani from Frank Herbert's Dune for some reason now, because she was more oh, of like I always picture Zendaya. She was more of a character than than the other one was. Um, yeah, Kiss Machine. So, so um, I just picture her. With, I love Chani by the way. In this, book, in, this, in this book, Chani's cool as hell. Yeah. You know what we haven't talked about yet? Yeah. What's the, that? The premonition of a great jihad by followers the jihad. of Mordeeb carrying green what? black banners and t- t- ripping the their religious... enemies to smithereens. The Fremen will do a, g- a, a crusade of on behalf of Muad'Dib and kill everything in his path and doesn't fucking want What that a cool... Yeah, what a cool thing so, yeah, for you. You can see, like, the future, and he's like, oh, I gotta, like, kind of... It's like that episode of Rick and Morty. Here we oh. go. There it is. I'll put it in the tags on on Spotify. Um, It's like it's that uh, episode of Rick and Morty where he has a crystal in his head, and he's tr- he can see the future, kind of, or, like, the future that he's... The trajectory that he's on. Mm. And so he, like, lives his whole life trying to end up with his high school girlfriend. Um, And so he'll, like... It'll, it'll change mid-sentence, so he has to, like, change his words. Um, you know what I'm talking I about? I do. And so Paul is... 
is trying to he's doing modulate that. his so that every time he gets a glimpse of the future, it's like oh, still the jihad. I haven't. I guess I, let's do the not. Yeah, I gotta do the opposite. <laughs> I, of I guess I, I guess that wasn't it. That wasn't the thing that would prevent it. Yes. Feel free to cut this out, but I was reading a, a vast majority of this section in the car mm-hmm. with Maddie mm-hmm. or on the train with Maddie, and I like. Was it just me, or did they say Among Us so oh, many fucking no. times? And so, like, literally every single time that they said Among Us, I'd, be, I'd tap my girlfriend and be like, hey, dude, check this out. And it'd just be me pointing to the words Among Us. Like, <laughs> That's fun, because that's a joke that won't be funny in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, so maybe cut that out. We'll see. Um, oh, we'll go, see. Flip, to, flip to page 499 and read the first two words. All right, hold on. Let me get there. This is fun. This is like a little ARG. Yeah. Oh, it says Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> that was after like it happened like six times in the past ten pages, and I didn't want to show her anymore. But then it like the page starts with Among Us, and I'm like, all right, I have to, I have to show her this. One. Oh man. <laughs> all right. So after that cut, so um, fuck yeah. So now we're are we getting to the the climax of the of the um we did we left out. Paul gets a servant and kids. Oh, yeah, he kills you. It's like a weird aside, almost. Hera shows up, and she's Hera like, or something? do yeah. you want to fuck me, or do you want me to serve you? And he's like, hmm, and he's like, can I change my mind later? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I guess. That's right, he does say that. He's <laughs> like, what if I'm not committed to my choice? Well, it's. I think I think it's more like, oh, I haven't gotten the nerve to ask Chani out yet, but... I suppose I could suppose I could keep a backup. <laughs> like he's definitely still a teenage boy. You know how you thought when you were a teenage boy and you're like, well, I, I mean, like I might as well have a backup in case this doesn't go well. <laughs> oh, oh no. And then, and and regardless of whether he picks servant or um, wife, her kids are his kids now. So Paul does have two <laughs> two young boys to take care of. And they're cool, and but they're like the the oldest one's like fi- only five years younger than Paul, right? There, and he's like, yeah. I'm not wearing I'm not wearing green for morning today because I, I you're my fucking dad now. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Jamie's. Uh, and 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 they're and they're like, so now that you're our dad, you are the Lisan Al Gaib, right? Like you can tell you're us, the you're the Al Gaib, right? you're our dad, yeah. so you can tell us. And he's and he's like, I don't know what that uh, is. How old are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> And then they're like, and then they just like instantly become his bodyguards. Also, these like, yeah, they like stride in all cool, and they're like, and like Chani's like, I see they're taken to Paul. I love that. And the, um, yeah. the end happens fast. Holy, the shit. end happens really like really fast because I noticed I was reading it super fast too. So why? Maybe you can explain this to me. Why did they need okay. to have the water of life? Everybody needed to have it, but in order for that to happen. They needed uh, a reverend mother to drink a little bit first, and then it would change to make it safe for everyone else to have. What? <laughs> they needed to flee their siege. They needed to flee their siege, and the current reverend mother they have is too old. Oh, she couldn't she go with them. She can't. She can't go with them, so they have to make Jessica the new reverend mother. Right, and that um, happens by drinking so the water of life, which by is by drinking uh, the dying worms barf piss or vomit yeah yeah we, they literally and like paul drinks some too and it's like is he what no no no, no, what? no 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 so 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 they here's here's the skinny on the water of life okay. they have figured it out here's how yeah. they get it they take a baby worm a little tiny guy and he's still pretty big but he's a baby so he's small yeah. and they get him in a little they trap <laughs> him in a little sand pit and then they pour a shitload of water in there to drown him because worms can't do water not good for them no and so like that's that's eel's job <laughs> if you if you have a worm that likes water that's an eel <laughs> yeah you you might have an eel on your hands so they um they drown this worm and the water that they use to drown the worm touches the worm's like spice gland that makes spice and it unleashes like <laughs> Uh, might cut this joke um it's like i think it's like the prostate <laughs> you know like whoa like, all right <laughs> <laughs> okay like you can get regular spice <laughs> or you can touch this worm's no, little silence <laughs> i 
started <laughs> saying it, and then I realized what I was saying. Um, it may, but it turns the it turns the water into super spice. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> I can cut around that, <laughs> or maybe I won't. We'll see. Um, no, maybe you'll keep this in. Yeah. Um, and it turns. It, oh my god! <laughs> it turns the spice. It turns the water into like super spiced out water. Um, that is like lethal to drink. Um, unless you're very a very powerful Bene Gesserit. Um, yeah. and so Jessica does it, and she doesn't die. Uh, well, we'll come back to the amazing like dream sequence but um (laughs) but when she drinks it her like witch magic changes the water so that it's safe for everybody else in the tribe to drink she like takes away a lot of the potency of it or something and that's why paul drinks some and that's why everybody else drinks some too and paul gets a little drugged but no yeah and then um my favorite part perhaps in the whole book is like unexplained just nonsense um where the reverend mother is speaking to jessica in the dream yeah and she's like oh good thing you had a fucking girl in there because it would have killed a boy <laughs> and, and and jessica's like oh what oh okay 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 what am i supposed to do with that information <laughs> i the um the thing about it was a very kind of the giver sort of situation where the reverend mother oh the old reverend mother when don't you dare Lois Lowry. When Jessica drinks the water, the old Reverend Mother is in her brain now, and she's like, here's all of my (laughs) memories and the memories of every Reverend Mother before me. And Jessica said- Yeah, that is pretty giver, actually. It was super cool. Like, Jessica suddenly, like, knows, like, the history of the Fremen, which, by the way, the Fremen have been around- um, like forever. They're not from Arrakis originally. No, they just made it to Arrakis eventually. But they're like a like distinctly persecuted people who have just like survived, and that's why they're all so fucking hard now. And like, I don't know. Gave me a a a deep new appreciation for the Fremen, who are not just a bunch of like sand weirdos, but they're really like they're like real survivors, you know. Also, this is just an aside, mm-hmm. but I love, like, Kynes' dream for a better Arrakis oh, yeah. and how it won't happen for our children or our grandchildren's children's children or all that, but one day there will be water, and when Paul describes rivers, they're all like, on, they go, it just happens on your feet? Um, they're, they're, yeah, and like, I mean, it's very clear. The water shit in this, in this is really good. The water's great. I think it's very clear the time that this book was written, you know, in this like sixties, like um, just after some world wars and stuff and like, yeah, yeah. And, um, like a, a time Vietnam was happening, right, a, a time of great anxiety and like yeah. wanting a better world for your children. And also the fact that it was written in the sixties and, and in the water of life scene, Frank Herbert is clearly a man who has done some drugs, uh, based on the based on the way <laughs> yeah, he writes yeah. about them. Um, yeah, dude. Obviously, you know. Oh, yeah. Obviously, um, my you know, if if any of my um, direct relatives are listening, my understanding of uh, psychedelic drugs is purely uh, based on Wikipedia pages that I've read. Um, same dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, but that's one. That's a for real same dude. But but just like. I don't know. The way he writes about, like, the just, like, change of feeling in the air, you know? It's not, like, whirly, wobbly colors and stars and stuff. It's, like, it's, like, about how it makes the people feel about, like, like, and changes their awareness of each other and stuff. And I think that's... Yeah, it's not, like, holy shit, a dragon. It's, like, oh, my God, I live in in an aura of time. Right. And, and, um, the old Reverend Mother in the, like, dream state... Like, as everybody else is drinking their little sip of, like, purified, um, party water, um, Mm. the old River Mother is like, oh, let them have their orgy. And, yeah. And I remember in Frank Herbert's Dune, they interpreted that as, like, a legit, like, orgy, like, everybody was naked and stuff. Um, Mm. I don't think that's what it meant. Like, I think it was yeah. that they, like, the water of life, like, gave them, like, like made them have a sense of, like, a shared consciousness. Especially after the stuff Chani says to Paul after she pulls him away. But, like, I think it was, like, everybody who drank the water of life was kind of, like, sharing in, like, a collective, like, experience of of it. 
Um, which is like, you know, um, cool, like very cool. And not just, yeah. and not just, yeah. we all get high and fuck each other. Um, which yeah. is I, what that's a little more boring. Yeah. And, and I also loved that, um, Chani kind of pulled Paul away from the group cause he, his consciousness was just too like rip roar and righteous. And like, it was like <laughs> harshing everybody else's vibe because everybody was just trying to fucking experience the in- intricacies of each other's minds. And Paul was just like screaming over everything else because <laughs> his brain is too powerful. Um, and then, and then of course the end now that Chani has pulled Paul away, they're not in proximity to everyone else. So they're the only ones like experiencing each other's <laughs> consciousness. And like, it's such an intimate experience that they instantly fall in love. Um, which is like, I don't know. The whole end was like, like, I don't know, like a, a, a real testament, I think to, to Frank and his ability to write stuff that just makes sense. Like, yeah, like, like it's like the edges of um, of of like human experience, like stuff that people can't usually put into words, and he does it, and, and he and he does it well. He does it really the, well. Just just the, just just evoking the 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 sheer feeling of it. it like and, and at that moment when I read that, I was not even thinking about worms. And that is the true magic <laughs> of storytelling. Anything that can distract yeah. me from worms for even a second is uh which is not is something to be an treasured. easy task yeah so on on that note uh i think that that we can go ahead and and put a pin in this one unless you've got any any other um anything else to share no i just got an old joke for you oh, oh for this you've got card. one you got one ready to go for me yeah here it is here we go You looking up a rhyme dictionary right now? No, I I have one, but I I have to. It's a phrase that it currently exists, but I'm saying it backwards for the for the sake of the joke. Okay. All right, the the mentat of the Atreides says. All right, this is gonna be stupid. I have to let you okay. know that this one's stupid. All right. <laughs> the Atreides mentat says. Two for the money, one for the show. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! That I mean is up there with my worst. Yeah.